I just, I have a comment here and we will talk about it on air, but evidently Pearl is me uh, re-driving a stick shift last week. <laughs> uh, right off the bat. It's, so what you're saying is you've been called out. I, the I show have, knew retroactively to call you out. Yes. Rebecca Sugar looked forward into time and said, lo and behold, there will exist a person who needs to be fucking called out and I shall do this. I can't believe Garnet is a self-insert character for Rebecca Sugar. Jesus. <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> Tuning into Gay Space Rocks, a Steven Universe watching podcast where we watch Steven Universe. I am your host, Brian. I use he, him pronouns. And you can find me on the internet at RoomwarePod. And you can find the podcast on Twitter at Gay Space Pod. With me, as always, is my co host, August. Hello. I am August. I am available on the internet at Harpydora on Twitter and on some other podcasts, which. If you know, you know, and if you don't, then you don't, and you won't, and my pronouns are they, them. That was a lesson in peak marketing. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm a fucking You gotta pro. make them want it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, have you watched any cartoons uh, lately, August? Um, so we are continuing our journey through Ponyland here in Casa de Harpy. Um, and I had the very cursed thought of a hack of Mobile Frame Zero firebrands, except the factions are unicorns, uh, pegasuses, and earth ponies. So, and from what I read, you changed to nothing else, so it's not really a hack so much as a, like, a slight rewrite. Yeah, well, you know... <laughs> Um, They're still mechs, and I assume they look exactly like the horse Gundam from G Gundam. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. Um, but no, otherwise, like, my media consumption is almost entirely uh, My Little Pony or uh, Cold Case Detective slash Top Fives uh, on YouTube. So, <laughs> although, fun fact... Um, the people who run Cold Case Detective and Top Fives, um, are the same. They share a Patreon and everything, but, um, they've done a couple of videos that, cons uh, that concern, uh, trans, uh, victims, uh, of, uh, some of the Cold Case crimes, and they've been really good about, like, not dead naming and using the correct pronouns, so... Hey, that's cool. And also, they pronounce a bunch of American place names really entertainingly. Oh, good. Are, where, are they not from America? They're in the UK, and so it's St. Uh, Louis. <laughs> yeah. St. Louis. St. Louis. It's also an Ouija board. 
which I don't think is a UK thing. I think it's just a this guy thing, but that's okay. I've heard other people pronounce it a Ouija board. That's that. That's not. I think they were Australian though, so I don't know if it was also a bit. Mm, fair. You can never tell. I don't with know why I assumed it would be a bit if they were Australian. Because Australians uh, try to perpetuate the concept of drop bears. You can't trust an Australian. Especially because, like, they live on an island with spiders as big as your fucking head, like... Yeah, everything on Australia, I've determined, wants to fucking kill you. Except for some sheep, according to Terry Pratchett. Those are not native to Australia. Fair. (laughs) All native species. Australia got all of... From what I can tell, Australia... Now, I'm about to offend basically all of Australia and New Zealand real quick. The, um... (laughs) From what I can tell, Australia got all of the scary shit. Like, hub-cap-sized spiders and kangaroos that want to drown you. Um... And, like, uh, platypuses. All the scary shit. And then New Zealand seemingly got all of the benign animals. Like a bird so fat it can't fly and it just waddles along and was eaten to extinction because it tasted too good. Like, that's basically (laughs) all of New Zealand, from what I can tell, from their fauna. Or their... No, yeah, fauna. Mm -hmm. So, uh... So I've been watching, uh... Amphibia. <laughs> um, it's pretty okay. Okay. I like it. It's like the, so basically the idea is like this uh, teenage girl and her two friends are transported to a magical world where there's like a whole bunch of frogs. Oh, They're fuck. all frog people. I love isekai bullshit. Yeah, it's isekai bullshit for real. Oh my God. Um, it's like a fantasy-ish world. It's a fun little, it's a fun little show. How can uh, I They're in season this? two. Uh, Is it another Disney Plus thing? It's not on Disney Plus. It's a Disney show, um, but it's not on Disney Plus because it's like the stuff that's actively airing on Disney XD is not on Disney Plus mm. until it finishes the season. Um, and I am watching it through entirely legal means. Of course, uh, yeah. Uh, but I could uh turn you on to those legal means. I... Contact your cable provider. I would, Me. I would love uh, <laughs> to contact a cable provider. Yeah, exactly. Please put me in contact with your cable provider, Brian. I will. Um, uh, so that that's a fun, it's a fun little show. Um, <clears throat> and I was watching, what the fuck else was I watching? Oh, I can't, can't remember. Bunch of cowboy shit. Been gearing up for stuff for the bleed, so just been listening to honestly what i've been doing the vast majority of my time is listening to super fucking sad country songs oh boy just just a just fucking bone crushingly depressing country music is basically what i've been listening to uh it's good it's good time here (laughs) i'm doing good uh (laughs) so uh there was no steven universe news um, this week. Honestly, I didn't look. I've, I've, I've been burned so many times of nothing happening, except for that Kickstarter that I haven't really, uh, looked into anything. <laughs> um, the, uh, that's a bad bit. I have contemplated doing what the Shrieking Shack does and starting a Reddit account, but starting, like, a sincere post Reddit account for the podcast. 
and just be like, we are a podcast posting on Reddit and then see how quickly it takes me to get banned from the Steven Universe subreddit, I guess. Hmm. Um, and just posting memes that I create via the podcast, uh, starting with like Clown Pearl. So we'll see. Well, I might do that next week. Pearl Gliacci. <laughs> if, if there continues to be literally nothing else, uh, we might have that as an opening segment. <laughs> Fair. Um, I guess we might as well get into it. This week we are covering episodes 16, 17, and 18. Uh, Steven the Sword Fighter, Lion 2 the Movie, and Beach Party. Um, these episodes aired April 9th, 2014, 20, April 23, 2014, April 30th, 2014. I'm just, I don't know why I'm, we're, we're six episodes in and I'm only now adding that information, but fuck it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm a fucking professional is what I am. Uh, <laughs> um, let's see. A shout out to Riley who put Garnet on their baseball team. Uh, this week on the episode of pod, the podcast minds. So I feel like that was a, a secret shout out to us, even <laughs> though it definitely wasn't. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, so let's kick it off with Steven, the sword fighter, the official synopsis. S- Pearl tries to teach Steven the art of sword fighting using a holographic version of herself. That is no, that is not the plot of this episode. No. That is objectively just not the plot. Like, it happens. That happens. That's an action that happens in the episode. But that's not what the fucking episode is about. Now, given, I guess you don't want to, like, give the fucking, uh, give the twist away that, like, Pearl disappears. But you could, like, set it up. You could be like, Pearl tries to teach Steven the art of sword fighting when an accident happens. And that would be closer to the plot. You know? Yeah. Or like, you know, uh, then you you could say, but something goes terribly wrong. And then the the summary leaves you wondering, oh, no, what happened to Steven? Yeah. Like, if, if you need to obscure information, do it. Like, make them want it. Make them say, uh, ananana. Like, jeez. Uh... Are you, are you not reacting to that out of protest to that joke? I am. Okay. <laughs> All right, here is the plot of the episode. Steven and the Gems are watching a Japanese movie called Lonely Blade 4, uh, which Pearl criticized, uh, saying that the sword fighting is fake as fuck. That is a direct quote uh, from, it from is. Pearl in this episode. Um, she offers to demonstrate sword fighting to Steven, who very excitedly accepts this offer. Uh, Pearl then takes the Gems to the Cloud Temple, where uh, Amethyst is sitting on a floating cloud in the air. I don't know why this is in the official plot synopsis, uh, but they definitely need to put an extra sentence in there <laughs> for that. Um Pearl says that she needs a sparring partner and creates a holographic version of herself. Um, they begin sword fighting. Um, it's all very cool. Uh, and at the end, um, Steven is like, okay, show me how to sword fight, show me how to sword fight. And Pearl, uh, says that she will, and she shows Steven the basics of sword fighting, uh, which he very quickly finds boring as shit. Um, 
and Pearl arguing with Steven because Steven wants uh, him or wants her to show him uh, the like boomerang blade technique from Lonely Blade. She's like, that's not real. She loses focus and Hollow Pearl stabs her in the fucking back, like all the way through, like all the way fucking through her. Um, and uh, Steven is upset as uh, Pearl poofs and turns, turns into just her Pearl. Uh, Steven is very upset until the gyms explain, hey, we can be poofed. It's okay. These are, th- these physical forms are, are just a hard light projection. Pearl's gonna be just fine. She's gonna reform herself. And Steven's like, oh, cool. Is it gonna be like, uh, like 10 minutes or so? Like 10, 15 minutes? And then two weeks later, hard cut, um, Steven is, uh, incubating Pearl, <laughs> like an egg. It's adorable. It's so cute. And uh, Amethyst is like, hey, the house is trash. And it also is still floating on that cloud. I guess they were right for mentioning that in the official summary. Because uh, <laughs> it does stick out, I guess. Um, Steven is like, yeah, Pearl usually helps me clean up the house. Oh, hey, I still have this hollow pearl under a sheet for some reason. She can help me. And Amethyst is like, no, that thing's gross and I hate it. I'm going away now. Yeah. Uh, so Steven and Hollow Pearl hang out for a bit. It uh, doesn't go well because Hollow Pearl is uh, just uh, the training bot from a fighting game uh, brought into real life. Um, but Steven desperately tries to basically make Hollow Pearl the new Pearl. They go outside where Amethyst eats a whole cloud and poofs up like a balloon. Uh, they have a few interactions with Hollow Pearl where Garnet and Amethyst basically confirm, hey, this thing is gross and weird, please make it go away. Uh, but Steven is desperate to try and make this his new sort of buddy. They go to the boardwalk uh, and go to that, uh, I guess, soccer retreat. I, that's what it looks like, right? Like, it looks like a cherry blossom tree. Yeah. Uh, and Steven's like, this is Pearl's favorite tree, do you remember it? Uh, and Hollow Pearl cuts the tree down. Steven has a big blow up about this, uh, tells the Hollow Pearl that he never wants to see her again, goes back to the house. He's talking to Pearl's Pearl um, and says he has found the uh, like a copy of Lonely Blade 5. Uh, he goes upstairs to start watching the movie when Hollow Pearl shows up. Uh, she basically kind of like jump cuts as Jason Voorhees chases Steven around the house for a little bit that annoys him. Uh, while watching Lonely Blade 5, Hollow Pearl stabs the television, I guess because they're sore fighting on the TV or something, and Steven uh, gets very upset about this. Uh, he activates the, the training mode with Hollow Pearl, uh, bops Hollow Pearl in, I almost said her, I don't know if it, it like, I don't know what to talk about Hollow Pearl. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Hollow Pearl definitely feels like a, th- a robe, basically like a thing, right? Like a Roomba, what yeah. can stab. Yeah, it doesn't appear that Hollow, Hollow Pearl, Pearl has any real, like, sapience. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to, I guess I'll say it. Uh, so he hits it in the face with a doll, which activates advanced training mode, and then it tries to fucking kill Steven. Uh, Steven finally finds an opening, remembering what Pearl said to him about finding uh, a finding a key opportunity and stabs hollow pearl in the fucking chest with a, a, a broken mop. Uh, Cause this is now John wick, I guess. Hmm. Uh, hollow pearl disappears. Garnet and amethyst come back. Um, Steven almost begins to learn a lesson when Pearl <laughs> reforms. Uh, they're all very excited. Pearl's back. She has a new outfit. Uh, 
Pearl is confused about what's going on in the entire world because the house is a mess. Steven's very excited and Amethyst is a balloon. Uh, star wipe the end. So, yep. um, good to see that uh, basically every time we watch three episodes of the show, one of them will be horrifying. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess this is just how this is. We live here now. Yep. Um, so I don't know enough about Japanese. Is the ja- are they yes. speaking Japanese? Okay. Yes, they are speaking Japanese. I know just enough Japanese to uh, tell that they are saying approximately what the subtitles say that they're saying. Um, and uh, but I mean, considering the fact that there's so much like anime in the DNA of this show, it's not surprising to me that they actually got. Um, some Japanese voice actors or at least voice actors that speak passable Japanese, Japanese yeah. uh, to do this. Um, right. And it's, it's one that like I was, I figured it was but for that exact same reason, but I don't know enough. The I know enough Japanese to be able to spell words correctly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's about it. So, okay, yep. cool. That was my first note. Does this, is this real Japanese is what yeah. I wrote down, question mark? My, my first note was, oh, hey, they got someone to actually speak Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Love it. Um, uh, Pearl's reaction to the sword fighting is my reaction on last episode to Rebecca not knowing <laughs> how to drive a fucking stick shift. Mm-hmm, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, thank um, you, Rebecca Sugar, for calling me out for calling you out. Six years ago. Yep. Uh, I wrote here, while you were busy studying the blade, I was studying the blade. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's basically what this felt like to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, the, 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 this is... Honestly, this is just a really good fucking episode. I love this whole episode. It's, like, just got so many good parts. Like, everybody on the temple. Why is Amethyst on a cloud? I wrote down here, this is a later note, but it starts here, so we might as well talk about now. I wrote, is Amethyst Goku now? (laughs) Yeah, I had that exact same thought. Um, (laughs) But I didn't write it it down. I just assumed, oh, this is a a Dragon Ball reference that will come back. It's gotta be, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it'll come back to bite us in the ass later uh, mm-hmm. because it's a convenient plot device for getting uh, Amethyst and Garnet away from the house long enough for Steven to almost die. It's true. Actually, you know what? That makes sense. That's good. That is that is good plotting. <laughs> it's a good reason why the why the adults are not around. Well, quote unquote adults, because yeah. let's face it, Pearl is. 80% of their impulse control, and if she'd been there, there's no way that uh, Amethyst would have eaten the cloud. It's cause... true. Like, Garnet will let Amethyst... Do, like, Garnet is the cool one, but she has just as bad impulse control, frankly, yes. as Amethyst does. Yes. And, in fact, eggs her on. Literally, Amethyst was like, I'm gonna do it, and Garnet's like, do it. I bet you won't, motherfucker. Um, I love all of Pearl's drama. I was like, I wrote down here, Pearl's drama is on fucking 11 right here. There's... Like, in the lead up to the fight. That fight is legitimately shot for shot, I think, the first duel 
in the first episode of uh, Utena. I I am I am also wrote down here. This is an Utena fight. I think question yes. mark. Yes. Um, if not, um, it's it's pay like it may not be shot for shot, but it's paying like mad the um like homage to it. The you know? initial, at the very least, the initial charge where you know the camera is facing Pearl head on and like she's she's running and it's that really weird angle and she thr- uh, thrusts the sword forward. That is literally a shot from Utena. It is lifted from the first episode. But I'm pretty sure that the uh, entire fight, or a good portion of it, is uh, lifted from the first episode. Yeah, yeah, it, it feels... <sighs> we need to probably go, like, I might go and watch it, because I haven't watched Lieutenant in a very fucking long time. Uh, that, <sighs> that could be a weird... If we didn't talk for an hour and a half every time we get on the fucking microphones... <laughs> We could watch all the animes that they directly reference. Um, But yeah, also, let's talk about, just because, like, they're paying homage to it, like, the fight choreography in this show, for a show that's not built around the idea of fighting, is so fucking good. Yeah. Like, I know they're probably just, like, just lifting a Nutena fight, but, like, in other fights, like, they have a good sense of space. They understand how to, like, draw it fluidly. It's got, like, weight to it. And yeah. for, like, a show that's not built around the idea of fighting, like, they do a really good job of making the fight scenes, like, look good and are choreographed well. Yeah. I mean, that goes just across the board for all of the action sequences. Um, because it doesn't just include fighting. It includes like, you know, when Lion was when Steven was riding Lion in the desert or not in the desert and on the beach that had been turned into the desert temple. Yeah. Um, well, I guess, I guess I considered that a fight, too, because they were like technically fighting a thing. Fair. Yeah. Though, I, I mean, I get what you mean, though. Or, or I was about to say or when they need to like stop Onion. I'm like, they, they were definitely fighting Onion. Onion was like the final yeah. boss of that episode. <laughs> Yeah, he was. Onion is the final boss, period. Mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, because, like, it's really hard to find Western cartoons that have such a good handle on action. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, like, I really like She-Ra, but some of it's, it's, I, I've never been like, mm, She-Ra has great fight scenes. It's like, no, it don't. Even though they fight a lot of things, it's got serviceable act, fight action scenes, you know? I hate, I hate, mm-hmm. hate, hate the words that are about to come out of my mouth. I hate mm-hmm. it. You are allowed okay. to come to Georgia and, and take me out, Brian. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. The most recent western show that i can think of that had some really good action sequences was voltron oh yeah no that show had like listen that show didn't suck till much later (laughs) yeah if you stop if you stop after season two you're fine i feel like you can get through season three is season three when uh when the the fucking twink prince shows up I've. Maybe? I think that's when he shows up. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna lie. I kind of like him as a bad guy because oh, he's such a fucking prick. I um, I enjoyed what they did with with Lotor's character, but mm-hmm. like they just bungled so much of that show, and it was just such a mess. The fandom was a mess. 
And oh, it's yeah. just like, I, I hate uttering its name for fear that I invoke the specter of the ship wars and <laughs> all of the fandom drama and, uh, fandoms are toxic. That's what, listen, uh, if you're in the Steven universe fandom and you're listening to us for some reason, <laughs> uh, we, fandoms are bad. <laughs> I like shows, and I'm probably part of a number of fandoms, air quote, uh, but they're bad in general. Yeah. Um, but also, it makes sense that the, the Voltron had really good action scenes. It's from the legend of, or it's from the Avatar people. And yep. I have issues with Avatar from, like, a cultural standpoint, but, I mean, those show, that show looked good. <laughs> yeah. It so. was really good. They actually brought on... Um, a uh, fairly well-known uh, martial arts expert to help choreograph uh, most of the fights in that nice. show. Um, I think Steven Universe just copies anime. Just like, yeah, probably. They they're all just watching Dragon Ball Z and fucking Yu Yu Hakusho up in that motherfucking studio. Oh yeah, <laughs> You're um, not wrong. I need to show you these this series of YouTube videos that I've been recently watching where they edit Hank Hill into Yu Yu Hakusho. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, oh my the, god! They edit him in as what? Kurumba? Is that the big guy in the blue? Uh, Kurama. Kurama, yeah. Uh, they edit in Hank Hill as Kurama. Wait, are you talking about like the 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 dude with like the red pompadour? Yeah. Oh, Kuwabara. That's Kuwabara. Kuwabara. Sorry, it's been a very long time yeah. since I've watched Yu Yu show. Like, fucking high school for me. Yeah, yeah. Like, I literally watched it the last time uh, it was on Adult Swim, so. So anyways, this show's good. Uh, <laughs> this current yeah. episode. Um, the the fight scene, really good. Uh, Pearl trying to explain the basics is like every little kid trying to learn something cool. What do you mean, little kid? Like, I feel that way in my soul, just in general. Like, what do you mean I have to start with the basics and practice this thing if I want to get good at it? Oh, see, I just weaponized my ADHD, and it's real easy. <laughs> uh, I can hyper-focus on a thing I like forever. That's how I got good at the mini-painting and the blacksmithing. And it, it's like, none of those things were the job I was supposed to actively be mm. doing at the time. But I got great at all that other <laughs> shit. <laughs> Fair. Um, the... The whoopsie-daisy uh, is very good. God, it, like, Pearl is, like, they really sell, like, if you didn't, realize like pearl's gonna come like at the moment if you're like really investing the episode like you're like oh pearl's dying holy shit like they sell that really hard oh yeah and i like her trying to like comfort steve because uh uh danielle specifically in our discord uh link down below if you want to join our discord and ask us questions and shit like that uh let me get this pulled up i'm on the wrong discord server and that's why i can't find things vamp 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 uh she uh, uh uh, she said, I just want to hear your thoughts on Pearl's panicked reassurance when she gets stabbed. It's heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it is a brilliant piece of character work. Uh, just, just that few seconds. It's like, she has no thought for what's going on with herself and is purely focused on this child whom she dearly loves. Um, and just, gosh, like, it really, 
drives home how strongly Pearl feels about Steven and his well-being. Mm-hmm. And then, like, even the other gems, like, Amethyst isn't trying to be a weirdo. Like, they all kick into, like, comfort mode because they mm-hmm. know that he's very, act- like, he's very, very upset, understandably. Because <laughs> he saw one of his, you know, his, 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 like, parental figures get fucking stabbed. <laughs> yeah. And I, I did think it was uh, kind of, I don't know if interesting is necessarily the right word, but just I keep noticing... uh amethyst and pearls reactions to each other and like you know steven handed amethyst a bat previously and her first instinct was to go for pearl um some other stuff happens in episodes that we'll talk about later in this particular session (laughs) and i do love going back a little bit amethyst just after pearl does her like fighting game intro at each at herself amethyst just being like nerd yeah (laughs) Is good. Also, Stephen cheering for Pearl and Amethyst cheering for Hollow Pearl. Hollow Pearl. Um, but, like, when the chips are down, Amethyst wasn't like, oh, good, you got stabbed. Mm-hmm. Um, she seemed genuinely unhappy about it and then was more focused on Stephen as well. Right, right. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, I, I guess, like, moving into that, because, like, the next scene is, like, Stephen uh, incubating Pearl, um, which is adorable. Oh, wait, no, I do have uh, another note. It is okay. kind of heartbreaking because uh, Amethyst talks, you know, Garnet and Amethyst talk about how it's usually Amethyst who gets poofed. Um, and it's just the implications of how that that implies that Amethyst is the one who's usually flinging herself heedlessly into danger when we know that she definitely has some mental problems going on, you know, some emotional issues, uh, is very upsetting to me. Like, Amethyst, love and value yourself. I think part of that is, like, Amethyst feels like her physical form is mutable as well because like yeah. we have an episode where amethyst gets poofed a whole lot coming up way later i think in season two mm-hmm. um and like pearl takes like what fucking two weeks to reform amethyst takes about two minutes to reform oh. um convenient in that episode though it becomes kind of like a it becomes a thing but uh but yeah like i think part of that is that like um but also, like, you have a very good point that I didn't, like, think about before. It's just, like, Amethyst just being very reckless because she's, like, not in a good place. Yeah. Like, it's, I feel like it's really clear, at least up until this point, that Amethyst definitely has some self-esteem issues. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, which is interesting because so does Pearl. <laughs> um. I think she goes about it in a different, like, dealing with that in a different way, obviously. But, like, Pearl definitely, like, does not feel great about her, like, self. Mm -hmm. It's probably why she's so eager to, like, show off all the time. Yeah. Um, Also, it's interesting that Amethyst is not real, like, is really fucking freaked out by, like, Hollow Pearl. Like, I find it interesting that she's not, she doesn't want to dunk on Hollow Pearl or, like, dress hollow pearl because like it's a facsimile of pearl 
Yeah. Like, she's not interested in making fun of the hollow pearl or pranking the hollow pearl. Like, it's like, uh, this is gross. It reminds me of, like, pearl, but it's not pearl. This is weird. I hate it. Yeah. The the interactions, like, uh, Garnet egging on Amethyst to eat a whole cloud. Funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amethyst's willingness to ingest things is, frankly, impressive. It's true. Um... I want you to know, I thought of a Vore joke, but I'm not going to make it. <laughs> the <laughs> um, when, when has propriety ever stopped you, Brian? <laughs> I'm going to not make Vore jokes on the podcast. Okay. Um, <laughs> You're just going to type them in Discord. I'll type them later in Discord, yeah. I love how Amethyst floats away and Guard It's like, huh. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh, well, <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh <laughs> Their their character dynamic is so good. I I dearly enjoy it. Um, but uh, the blow up scene with Steven uh, after they go to the boardwalk is like interesting. I, I don't think we've seen Steven like get actually mad. Yeah, like, real real mad yet. Um, and it's, that is an interesting thing to see out of him because. Steven is usually pretty chill or not necessarily chill, but like desperately trying to make a thing better. But Mm -hmm. I guess maybe he's realizing like there's no one there. No one's around, you know, Um, like there's no one that he needs to be. Be chipper, save the day Steven for. And so he's just like gets real fucking mad and fed up with this thing that looks like a you know person that uh, is not around is making him sad. It's very, it's very good. Um, I did want to note that with the power of anime on, uh, on its side, Hollow Pearl can chop down a tree with a balloon. It's true. The power of God in anime has been imbued into this robot. Yep. (laughs) Too powerful. Uh, let's talk a bit about, uh, fucking technology in this goddamn universe. Cause I'm so fucking mad about it. Steven has a smartphone. That is internet capable. Yes. He plays a Nintendo 64 mm-hmm. uh, and watches movies on VHS. Yes. And has a CRT television. Yes. What the fuck? Uh, I mean, so like, I feel like it kind of, this is probably partially meant to kind of place beach city sort of outside of time like you know time gets really weird like this is a really weird version of earth like having all of these incongruous things together just makes it in some ways timeless like steven universe like you know 20 years from now looking back on it will probably not seem particularly out of place even though uh, technology is theoretically further advancing and we haven't all like died horribly uh <laughs> i don't know about you but i'm gonna change. be I'm, I'm gonna be a robot person by then so okay yeah that's i mean plan. that's fair yeah that's but, my long-term goal <laughs> but like you know uh the uh delivery ch- uh the delivery car um is a kind of dated model um the, the various vehicles that we see don't really seem to particularly belong to any sort of specific time period. And 
So I think this was an intentional choice to keep it not rooted in one particular time and place. Let me throw a slight wrench into that. Sure. Steven eventually gets a, a GameCube. <laughs> well, shit. <laughs> Technology does progress in the Steven universe. Universe. The SUU, if you will. Does he ever get a DVD player, though? You know what? I don't remember. I know. Yes. There are DVDs. Because um, uh, Stephen watches a, a, a series, like it's a, a series box set on DVD of a television show. It specifically well, says DVD. I retract my my commentary <laughs> then. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I love listening to you. You get so mad at it just falling apart. <laughs> Fuck you, GameCube. <laughs> um, I'm thinking that he just has old shit because, like, that's what... Just what Greg had to give him. Fair. Probably. Like... You know, you get a you get a phone with your phone plan. Um, and obviously Greg wanted to keep up with Steven. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to buy you a cell phone, son. So when you go fucking fist fight a, a weird slug worm, uh, you can call dad. Um, so, yeah. But then the rest of the stuff is just stuff that he had. Because, like, what's, what's, I mean, Steven doesn't seem to understand materialism, so it's fine. Except for guys. <laughs> Um, man, uh, Hollow Pearl is pretty scary, frankly. Yes. Mm hmm. Yeah. Also, that good, good trauma during the the video. Like, I just wrote trauma exclamation point. I wrote, oh, boy, Stephen has PTSD already and it's only episode 16. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They're just like, "Mm," they're like, we're going to layer this onto this kid until he's he's just dust. Uh, we're going to start early. Yeah. Um, um, oh, go on. Sorry. I just uh, I, I did think it was very cute that Steven ended up with the dub of Lonely Blade 5 as opposed to continuing with the subbed. Um, but uh, also the the theme for uh, Hollow Pearl uh, fucking owns. It's so good. The music continue to f- continues to fucking slap in this show. It's so good. Uh, Steven is right. That is a v- is is okay. Is Lonely Blade supposed to be a Japanese action movie, or is it an anime? What do you think? <sighs> do you think if they were drawing it as a cartoon within a cartoon, they would have used like a simpler art style or because it's anime, they went and kept it like a more complex art style because that's what anime would be like by comparison to like Western cartoons. You know what I mean? That's that's a tough one because Steven does love a cartoon called Crying Breakfast Friends uh, and it uses a more simple like a more simplified art style. Though they are just waffles and shit, so, like, I don't know how complicated it could be. (laughs) I mean, that's a good question, but 
I don't know. Like, Cause I feel I like feel it could like, be, could be either easily. Right. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it could be either, but my inclination is more towards live action because my personal exposure to that kind of like pulpy samurai drama bullshit has always been through live action, uh, movies as opposed to anime, anime. stuff. Yeah. That's so. Fair. Okay. I just was wondering, cause like they don't really, I think the official like plots and well, not the official fucking the, the mm. fan wiki, um, synopsis, uh, just calls it a Japanese movie. Mm-hmm. So. I I just wondered, like, does Steven watch anime is the question here. Does anime exist in Steven Universe? Uh, And this will be, I guess, a question that will haunt you forever now. Yeah. Good. Great. Thanks Um, for that. You're welcome. Uh, The Murder of Hollow Pearl. Very visceral. Jesus. Yeah. Honestly, not as visceral as Pearl getting murdered. Yes. Uh, probably because they're like, all right, we can only get away with this once. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, also probably because they didn't want to frame Steven as being a killer this early on. Yeah, this I early on, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if Steven becomes a killer later. I'm going to assume so because <laughs> this series goes places or so I'm told. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I'm going to but, assume that Stephen murders eventually. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but but also because like you know, Hollow Pearl is is not shown to be a person, just a humanoid shaped Roomba with a knife taped on it. Yeah, it's a so, steady Roomba. So it's like there's no need to give it that viscerality because we're not trying to like cast into doubt hollow pearls personhood or anything like that that this is basically steven uh hitting a piece of electronics with a baseball bat essentially which is still not great Mm -hmm. but i can see why they didn't go honestly when when he murdered the arcade machine it was way more visceral yeah so um what do you think of pearl's new outfit I like it. It's cute. It's got like the the way that the um that the belt is tied reminds me of kind of like an obi. Mm-hmm. Um it's it's very cute. It's very pearl. Um it feels a little bit more like adulty. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if that was like them doing the redesign to like give her more of a visual, like a more like adulty visual presence on screen by comparison to Amethyst. That's a possibility. Um, it also reads slightly more butch to me just because like the lack of, of frilly skirt. Um, but that's a personal thing. Oh man, I can't wait till we get to 80s Pearl. <laughs> I am very eyes emoji right now. There's an 80s. We get some flashbacks to to when Greg first met uh, Rose. Oh uh, boy. And it's not in, it cannot possibly be in the 80s, but everybody kind of looks like they're in the 80s. And Fair. I have some, I have some, some ideas about that. Uh, that's like next season. So we'll get there. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's pretty much this episode. It was a good, this is a good ass episode. 
I love yeah. this episode. As good as shit. Um, yeah. Do you have it any was, more comments or anything? Um, I do enjoy how the show starts doing the whole, you know, sum up the le- lesson thing. Because, like, obviously My Little Pony does that all the time with the <laughs> letter to Princess Celestia at the end. Um, because, <laughs> the what, you know, because huh? <laughs> it doesn't trust its fans to necessarily understand what the show is saying. And also sometimes that show doesn't understand what it itself is saying. But anyway, <laughs> that's something for another podcast. Um, so, uh, but I love how the show starts doing that. And then Steven just nopes out of it. Yeah, exactly. He's like, you could miss a peeper. Oh, Pearl's back. Fuck this shit. <laughs> yep. I'm not learning fuck or all. Yep. <laughs> um, honestly, the thing he was going to say was not really the lesson, I don't think. <laughs> like, either. I, I feel like this is like, um, I feel like, honestly, the the real lesson of this episode was like, learning to be a person, like, no, learning to not to rely on a person as much or like, be able to like separate yourself like your personality and your life from a different person like basically be a little bit more how to be a little bit more self-sufficient i i didn't really get that read off of it at all because like especially given steven's living situation in general he's fairly self-sufficient as it is i true i really felt like the lesson was more along the lines of like if you try to rush things when you're acquiring a new potentially dangerous skill it could result in things going very badly and then you have to live with the consequences of that that's fair that's fair i don't think that i still feel like the lesson is not what steven was about to say though oh no no No. i didn't say that that's yeah no i didn't say that that's what the lesson actually was i just like how the the show subverted that that trope of the children's cartoon genre where, right. you know, it explicitly states the lesson that you're supposed to learn at the end of the show. Right, exactly. Uh, Stephen Good Universe, uh, better than My Little Pony, is what I hear August saying. I never said that My Little mm-hmm. Pony was better than Steven Universe. <laughs> like, eventually you'll hear all of mine and Anya's thoughts about My Little Pony. Uh, the st- like our gay space rocks was a backdoor pilot for equestria gaze. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's exactly uh, it. All righty, moving on to episode seventeen, Lion Two, the movie, the official synopsis. Stephen and Connie try to ride Lion to the movie theater, but Lion has other ideas! Exclamation point. It's fair, yeah. I guess. Yeah, 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 sure. Yeah, yeah, I feel like that's it. Yeah, it's better than the last one. Yeah, if I had to if I had to give a synopsis of this episode in one and a half to two sentences, that would be it. All right. The episode begins with Connie showing Steven the trailer for a movie called Dog Copter 3, starring Dog Copter, a dog cop robot that saves a city by shooting missiles from its butt. This is what it says at the beginning of this this Wikipedia plot summary here. Um yeah. <laughs> Uh, Connie tells Steven uh, why this is her favorite film franchise. Uh, when the gyms warp in, Connie is awestruck. Steven's like, yeah, this is my normal fucking life. <laughs> um, 
the gyms all greet Connie. Uh, Steven talks about how they're going to go to the movies and gets Connie to show them the trailer. Uh, Amethyst sees Doc Copter and decides to shapeshift into it. Connie is like, holy fuck! Uh, Steven reassures her that the uh, movie is very impressive uh, and that uh, they are going to go see it. He's, he's very excited for this movie. Um, they <laughs> uh, get snacks and then head outside where Steven says they're going to travel in the height of luxury on Lion. Uh, Connie is like, holy fuck, you have a pet lion? What the fuck? <laughs> Uh, and, uh, seems like, yeah, this is my line. He's poorly trained. He's a dangerous wild animal. I keep the fuck around. It's fine. <laughs> He's a real ass lion with magical powers. It's he fine. is not domesticated in any way. <laughs> um, so they get on, uh, lion's back. Uh, lion starts running. They're having a good time. Lion jumps onto the ocean where he can walk the fuck on water. Uh, they get a little scared that they're kind of heading away from Beach City and not toward the movie theater. Uh, then Lion shoots out a portal that Steven says that was new, but didn't he use the portal ability when they were fighting the, the sand monster? Um, I don't remember. I'd have to go back and watch. I could have sworn he did, but I, I could be wrong. They're pretty good about continuity on this show, so I, 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 I am more than willing to bet that I am wrong. Um... They travel to a portal to a mysterious gem temple, uh, in the center of which is a pedestal with a hand marker. Uh, Stephen, uh, well, Stephen doesn't touch it. Connie puts Stephen's hand on it, uh, and they're able to activate a number of different sort of, like, containers of things. Initially swords, then, like, suits of armor and axes and spinny chainy balls and light cannons. Three of the light cannons from the, like, what, first episode? Second episode? Mm-hmm. Um... And then, ultimately, Steven's talking about, like, wanting to go see Doc Copter, wanting to see things explode. The room reacts to him, and it summons a giant shooty robot thing. Um, it attacks the kids. Uh, they get Lion to uh, help them escape after they get kind of fucked up by this thing. Uh, Lion teleports them out and into front of the movie theater, where Steven's like, what the fuck, man? Um, unfortunately, the... Uh, big machine has followed them through. Uh, they need to fight it as they don't know how, but Lion summons a fucking sword from his head and gives it to Steven. Uh, Steven doesn't know how to use it, but fortunately Connie, with her experience playing tennis, are, they're able to, like, fire back the, uh, energy projectiles, uh, that the thing is shooting at them. They blow it up and they're able to go see their movie Star Wipe the End. Yep. Um, note number one. Connie! <laughs> My first note was, love a good poop joke. <laughs> Are we talking about the missile butt? Butt missile? Yes. Yes, yes we're talking about the, the butt missile. Uh, the, that dog copter trailer is something. <laughs> yeah. It sure it, is. It is definitely is i love that the robot that he's fighting shoots the helicopters and they do that like anime thing where they turn yellow then explode yes it's very good <laughs> now i do believe dog copter is a cartoon because of the stylistic shift being so drastic like honestly like the the uh promo materials for dog copter look almost like a, a gendy tartakovsky 
deal. Yeah, with, that, that's fair. With how they look. Yeah, they definitely kind of shift. I don't... They don't really mention it being a cartoon, but also, like, Dogcopter, even if it was live-action, Dogcopter CG. Yeah. Now well, he could be a real Dogcopter. He <laughs> <laughs> um, could be, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, do, I do love how Connie is into a book and, t- uh, not TV, movie franchise about a flying robot dog who shoots uh, poop missiles. Yes. Um, because, like, you know, she's very clearly a, meant to be sort of one of the, the stuffy, bookish, nerdy archetypes. But that archetype doesn't usually get to be amused by poop jokes or action movies. Right. This initial scene of them watching this trailer is, like... So fucking cute. Just fucking heartwarmingly adorable. Like, so Steven... Th- 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 like, it feels... It doesn't feel exactly like two kids talking about a thing, but it's got that vibe mm-hmm. um, of them just, like, be, like uh, Connie being kind of like, oh, yes, I love this franchise. Like, just really going hard about the thing, and Steven being like, missiles and butts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. It's it's just so fucking adorable. Connie loves a number of like different book franchises. She apparently loves. I mean, it makes sense. She's like what twelve. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's one year older than Stephen, so uh, it is. No, wait, that's right. That's wrong. That's wrong. She's one year younger than Stephen, uh, and so. But like, it makes sense that like at that age she'd be into like young adult novels that are, like, yeah. franchised like that. Uh, it's just, it's super fucking, it, it's just su- super fucking cute, and I can hardly stand it. Every time they're on screen, I can't take good notes. I'm just like, this is cute! Smash keyboard! <laughs> <laughs> um, I love the gym showing up. Just her awestruck by the gyms. Steven, like, this is just my regular fucking life. Yeah. Um, But, like, I love how immediately, like, Hey, is that how they enter every time? For real? They're just like, they're action posed every time they show the fuck up through the teleporter. Mm. Um, but I love Pearl immediately kicking into like mom mode. Like, oh, your little friend's over. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Garnet is still the best mom, but Pearl's the most mom. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> the... It's just, like, this whole interaction between Connie, like, not being, like, oh, I don't really want to, like, oh, my shit's so fucking, like, lame by comparison to how fucking cool all of you are, uh, is, is pretty fucking adorable. Uh, I assume you have some notes about Amethyst being Dogcopter. No, No? I, I mean, I didn't write it down because at this point it's a given, um, I'm always, you know, just very pleased to see Amethyst, uh, not being precious about the form that she takes. Mm -hmm. Um, so I did think it was, it was pretty hilarious by the time that Amethyst, uh, transformed her head into a boombox yeah that's great like the like and and then like the little legs are dancing it's a good yes it's a good little scene i think you're right too because like dog copter might be a cartoon because like dog copter when amethyst turns into dog copter is so so simple animation wise 
or design wise by comparison to like everything around Dogcopter. Mm-hmm. Like when brought into like Steven's like the real world of Steven Universe, you know? So I think you might be right about it being a cartoon. Um I love Connie being the most like tame hoodlum when mm-hmm. talking about like oh, we're not gonna buy snacks at the theater oh i'm so bad yeah <laughs> oh god there's such fucking nerds like thank god it's, steven doesn't go to public school because he wouldn't fucking survive it's it's fucking adorable although kind of uh interesting how she chooses to rebel in such a fashion considering that her father is a fucking cop it's true listen connie says a cab um <laughs> <laughs> probably well i don't know they like that dog copter is a cop dog copter is yeah. a dog though so that balances it out i feel like no because paw patrol exists those are different dog copter is obviously just a dog that Fair. is a copter like it's smarter than your average dog obviously because he knows how to use missiles um Fair. but i feel like dog copter is like more of a regular dog than the fascist paw patrol we're, okay. This is our official podcast statement. The Paw Patrol, they're a bunch of fascists and fuck them. Yes. <laughs> Come at us, Paw Patrol fandom. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Paw Patrol uh, fandom, grab your leashes. Yeah. Lick them boots on your way out. Jesus. Um, I don't think adults actually watch Paw Patrol, but <laughs> uh, I don't like all I know about Paw Patrol is like. I've watched some clips. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is fashy as fuck. Cool. Um, <laughs> uh, my brother, who is, uh, who, well, isn't quite uh, on the same political spectrum as me. We share a lot of the similar values. And my nephew is watching Paw Patrol. My brother's like, what is this shit? <laughs> um, uh, Connie, being the only person who reacts to Steven's bullshit like a human... <laughs> well like you know connie's also from out of town technically so she's not used to any of this stuff either that's true she didn't grow up with it uh but like being like you have a fucking lion as a pet like yeah steven like uh it's lion is like a pet lion is not like a pet in any discernible way yeah <laughs> lion is a is is an animal with enough sapience that he doesn't just, he recognizes you as not food. <laughs> Maybe he can only subsist on gym creatures. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. he is not a pet. Well, he's really more of like a mascot yeah. animal. It's true. I don't wait. I don't know what you mean by that. Well, like, okay. So a lot of different, uh, Magical Girl series involve uh, some form of cute animal oh, companion. Oh, you're right. Who is, you know, often the provider of whatever magical powers the you... Magical Girl possesses. Oh, shit. I never made that connection. But you're fucking right. Lion is Luna or that one teddy bear from Cardcaptors. Caro, yes. Yeah. I can't remember its name. <laughs> Yep. Ah, shit. Um, 
honestly, Lion gives me stronger Caro vibes than Luna vibes because Caro is a bit of a shithead. So yeah, if I distinctly remember that that teddy bear is not helpful in any way. <laughs> um, damn, I didn't realize that. You're right because Steven Universe is basically a weird magical girl series. Yeah. Yeah. Well, damn. Fuck me. Um, I wrote down here when, uh, when Lion jumps onto the water, I wrote down here, Lion is Aslan confirmed. (laughs) I wrote Lion is Jesus, but that's the exact same thing. (laughs) It's true. Uh, (laughs) I'm glad that we had the same, uh, same, uh, like, ah, yes, Lion, Jesus, which is fucking hilarious, frankly, to me, uh, when it comes to, like, Lion's backstory, which we will get to in, like, season four. Oh, boy. Uh, we don't actually get Lion's backstory, but we get some explanation of what Lion is. Because I think in our Discord, um, somebody asked me, oh, it was Will? I want to say it was Will. Yeah, asked me, like, what the deal with Lion was, and I said I couldn't, I could not explain it without it being a big old spoiler. Yeah. Um... Uh, Danielle. I mean, I feel like oh, go on, I feel sorry. like at this point it is very clear that Lion is in some way connected to Rose. Yes. Oh God. Yeah. Uh, I feel like you could not make like you could not make that argument at this point. Um, both Izzy and Danielle asked us how much do we think like Lion knows, or like how much is Lion like either just kind of a shithead cat versus like pacing information and like doling information out to Stephen. Um, I really get the feeling that, like, Lion is more sentient than he lets on, but Lion is also still very much a cat with cat values. True. I think he's exactly what would happen if you gave a real cat sapiens. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, um, yeah. So I don't, I don't necessarily know if this is a matter of like pacing out like random reveals because it was definitely triggered by something that Steven said. He said something uh, about basically to- everything this episode was triggered by something Steven said. I didn't think to write down what it was. Steven I think he said, said something about getting training. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Because that, that's kind of, it seemed that that's what that, that, I think we eventually come back to this location. Um, but it's like a little training facility, like Rose's, it's like one of Rose's places. Mm-hmm. So. Um, the, I love the recurring line of, why don't you tell me you can do these things you do? Yes. Uh, that's basically me yelling at my cats all the time. Or no, 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 sorry. <laughs> when he's, when they show up at the temple and Steven is like, like, Lion makes a noise. He's like, what does that even mean, Lion? I'm like, this is me screaming at my cats. Yeah. Um. I greatly enjoy the fact that uh, Connie's first thought was immediately chopping Steven's arm off. <laughs> like, it'll probably grow back, right? You're magic. It's fine. Yeah. Um, the, the, their interaction here is again, once again, 
Um, it's so cute. So fucking cute. It's so cute. Like they're play, like they're cute and playful with each other. It's obvious that they like like each other, but like they they both like each other and they like spending time with each other. You know? Yeah. It's and, it's and the show doesn't make it weird that Steven's a boy and Connie's a girl. They're just interacting the way kids would. It's not, you know, you know what I mean. Yeah. When when like a show will depict uh uh children of different genders interacting but it it just feels really weird and forced right exactly like they they have to play up on some sort of like gendered stereotyping mhm mm-hmm. um which they like just super fucking don't do here like they just like don't care like i think it's obvious that they like they like have some vague romantic feelings toward each other, but they're not mm-hmm. really processing that right now because they're like 12. <laughs> yeah. Um, and this is how 12 year olds would process liking each other. Yes. They are, they are more friends uh, ex- at this exact moment. And it's, it's cute and I love it. It's so show cute. good. Um, when the, the thing shows up, that thing looks like a Mr. Bucket. It does. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I need to send you a YouTube video from a, a YouTuber that I like called Look Mom No Computer. He's the Furby organ guy. Uh, shout oh. out to Izzy. <laughs> uh, Those are some words that you just said, huh? Have you not seen the Furby organ? I don't want to. Oh, it's real good. It's like something like 50 Furbies turned into a polyphonic organ. It's real good. I love it. I'll send you the link later. Uh, He also made uh, a Mr. Bucket that shoots fire. Okay. (laughs) Which is basically this. Um, Yeah. Same thing, frankly. Um, So, yeah. uh, But that thing looks so much like a Mr. Bucket. I cannot possibly believe that they did not just copy a Mr. Bucket. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh I, uh, going backwards a little bit when uh, Connie's like tickling Steven, he's like, I'm going to pee. It made me think like, oh, kid, don't squeeze me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the the action scene where the thing is like kicking the fucking children's ass uh, is very good. Like, I, I'm, yes. I'm glad that they like let Steven and Connie get kind of beat up uh, to sort yeah. of sell how dangerous this thing is. Um, the, and then, like, directly following that, like, Connie having, like, a full-on breakdown about how she's not cool. (laughs) Yeah, that, that really hit me hard, just because, like, I don't know, always being the, the sort of just odd one out, but not feeling terribly interesting as a person when I was younger. It's just, like, that, oh. That's so relatable. <laughs> it's true. And I like how they they contrast that with Steven being like, well, I like constant co- like is constantly reassuring Connie like, yeah, I want you to be here. I think you're fucking cool. The shit you're into is cool as shit. Like, mm-hmm. uh, and also it's a little bit like Steven desperately wanting like normal shit, like just normal, yeah. just something normal, just some regular dog shooting missiles out their ass kind of shit. Uh, the. What did you, uh, how did you react to, uh, Lion summoning a fucking weapon for Steven? Uh, give me a second. Um, <laughs> okay, he's done screaming. Okay, sorry. 
No, you're fine. Little Bit's the one who's just yelling. He's never eaten before. I know. He's really excited. Yeah. <laughs> um, that is some Utena-ass bullshit. It really fucking in, is. Instead of pulling a sword from somebody's titties, it's pulling a sword from a cat's head. Yeah, it would have been inappropriate if uh, Stephen had pulled uh, the sword from some titties. Yeah. Yeah. It... It definitely would have been, but also at the same time, like that is, you can you can see Kunihiko Ikuhara's fingerprints all over this episode and the last episode with with the gem bullshit. Like oh, this yeah. is well, I think oh Rebecca Sugar has been on on record being like Revolutionary Girl Utena is like the biggest influence on Steven Universe. I mean, how can you be a queer not dude and not have Utena have some major impact on your creative endeavors? It's true. It's true. Uh, <laughs> um, and also, Rebecca Sugar was like the exact right age for that to have been like incredibly influential in mm-hmm. her life or their mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. Um Oh man, the fucking color palette shift when they get out of the gem temple. Like to those yes. like washed out burnt oranges. Ugh, fuck me up. Like goddamn action scene to like chill ass action scene to study to fucking vibes. Fucking yeah, shit, I look so good. This show's use of color is phenomenal. I feel like I honestly like I've watched a lot of this show and going back and like analyzing it now. I'm like, fuck, the art on this show is I I guess like sure they don't stay on model a lot. But when they fucking come, man, they they look so good. Like there are very few times where I'm like, this is like striking visuals like especially in western animation like again i like a lot of western animated shows um but very rarely am i like fuck this shot composition you know mm-hmm. uh like even on like shira there were a couple of, of shots throughout the entire series that i liked and i really like shira uh but like i was never like oh fuck this art until about the last season honestly the last season was really good for interesting art compositions but like um, but like their 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 i their their concepts of like shot composition and really getting weird with it. It's got a very '90s anime aesthetic to it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I think part of that is just like the the ethos of a lot of uh, Western animation comes from the idea of animation as being something that is cheap and meant for uh, consumption by young people who wouldn't be able to appreciate that kind of thing anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, or, and, and, I mean, and honestly, yeah, probably animation. budgetary concerns too. Because, like, I'm going to... I will give she a little bit of a pass because I know I'm pretty sure DreamWorks didn't give them the world's biggest fucking budget to make that show. Uh, yeah. <laughs> from what I've heard about the way uh, DreamWorks likes to distribute budget money... Um, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, but I mean, like, anim- animation is certainly cheaper than live action in a lot of ways. That's true. Um, but, like, if you approach it 
I think it's it's really just a matter of the approach of like, is this something that's just meant to be, you know, consumed like potato chips by somebody who's not going to appreciate it versus trying to squeeze the most out of what you've got. Right. You know, um, you know what other Western animated show has like the last time I watched a Western animated show and I was like, fuck, this is good shot composition. You know what it was? Uh, okay, so my my mind immediately went to Cyber Six because like that came across my uh, Twitter timeline I recently. I don't even know what that but... is. <gasps> Brian! Oh God, I spiked so bad. I'm so sorry. It's fine. <laughs> okay, That's why we I have do compressors. Not, we do not have the the space for me to talk about Cyber Six right now, but I will tell you about this Cyber is an Six anime at some point. Huh? Is this not an anime? No. It looks um, like an anime. It is a Canadian-funded uh, Saturday morning TV show that was done by... This this I YouTube say, this YouTube headline says Canada Bay. It's... Uh, <laughs> I, I want to say it's Brazilian. Oh. I, it's it's some it's some uh, South American creator. I really want to say uh, it's Brazilian. Um, it was criminally cut short. The animation was well ahead of its time. Like Wikipedia most says, it's a Japanese Canadian animated series. Say what? Uh, it's a Japanese uh, Japanese Canadian, so I guess it was like a combination of studios there, uh, mm. based on an Argentinian comic. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Even even for anime though, like, uh, most animation is uh done at twelve frames per second mm-hmm. and then doubled, uh, to to make it the twenty four that is standard but i as i recall cyber six was animated at full 24 frames per second like it was holy shit it probably was because it had a budget of three hundred and sixty thousand dollars usd per episode what the fuck and that's like in the 90s dollars what the fuck holy no that was usd holy shit holy fuck Holy shit. That's an that's a nutter butter's fucking level of budget. No wonder it only had one fucking season. Oh my god. Yeah, the, the series was canceled due to low ratings and it cost a billion fucking dollars. Oh my god. It it's it's a shame though. It was real good. Uh it I, was You know what? I think I have seen queer. this show. Reading like episode descriptions? And like the names of characters and shit, and like looking at it, I think I may have seen this show. It was it was on ABC, I think it was ABC. It was it was on one of the the big three networks during like a Saturday morning block because I remember watching that along with the really horrible uh, Card Captor Sakura dub. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That yeah, that would have um, been on. Well, actually, I guess I'm in Tennessee, so it would have been on, probably on an entirely different channel. Because uh, like here, it was on Kids WB. The Card Captor Sakura was. Mm. So. Um. Huh. Well, shit. Anyway. Yeah. 
uh, let's end this with those two nerds being fucking adorable again. Like holding hands and the big sword. Ah, fuck my heart. It's so good. I guess we can go off on a little bit of a tangent. Like Beach Party is not that that uh, thick of an episode. (laughs) It's it's not. It's it's a really good character episode. It's true. It's not like it's just not dense like these last two episodes were. Yeah. Um. So yeah, let's uh, unless you got anything left for uh, Lion Two straight to video. No, nah. wait, sorry, Lion Two the movie. My bad. Uh, okay, let's move on to episode eighteen, Beach Party. The official. Why is the official synopsis for this so long? Holy shit! Um, the official synopsis after battle damages fish stew pizza. After a battle damages fish stew pizza, Stephen throws a cookout at the temple to mend the relationship between the pizza family and the Crystal Gems. What? Why is this episode the one that gets the long, accurate description? I I don't know. What the fuck? Anyways, I mean, like, oh, I'm sorry. I mean, you know, not a whole heck of a lot happens in this episode, really. So it's pretty easy to to condense down and and hit the high points, I guess. Yeah, I I mean, I guess. Uh, summary. Um. Uh, the episode begins with the gems fighting a giant pufferfish on the beach. Uh, the monster basically e- or easily deflects their attack, pushing Pearl Spear out of the way, um, uh, effortlessly brushing off uh, a boogie board that Steven throws at it. Um, <laughs> Garnet tries to punch it and is, in fact, defeated by a monster finally. Monster too strong for Garnet. Uh, blows Garnet uh, away and into a building. Amethyst gets fucking tired of this shit and yeets that motherfucker out into the ocean. Um, and Pearl chastises her for it because they've. she's basically like, listen, it's only going to come back later. And Amethyst is like, well, we'll deal with it later. And that's basically my mood forever. Um, they go to find Garnet and Garnet is stuck in the building or the roof of Fish Stew Pizza where the owner... Uh, Kofi is yelling at Garnet, uh, having kind of a weird one-sided argument that's pretty fucking hilarious, frankly. Um, yes. While uh, Garnet jumps down when the, the gems show up, uh, Kofi's family comes out, uh, Kiki, his daughter that we've seen before, and then, um, oh, fuck, what's his other daughter? I can't, Jenny, Jenny. sorry, yeah. Uh, Jenny also comes out, who we've seen before, and we get a new character, Nana Fua, uh, who is Kofi's mom. And, and I love her. She's so good. Um, they basically kind of like uh, poke fun at Kofi, but it's obvious that he's in fact very, very mad when the gyms just kind of like fuck off and don't help him fix the <laughs> fish, fix fish stew pizza. Um, Kofi ultimately bans the gyms, not Steven. Kofi does say that Steven is a good boy and probably shouldn't be hanging out with these hoodlums. Um, but he bans the gems from fish stew pizza. Steven is devastated. He goes back to the gems and he's like, Hey guys, you've been, I hate to tell you this, but you've been banned from fish stew pizza where the gems promptly don't give a fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and amethyst goes so as far as to say their pizza sucks, which means there's another pizza place in, in beach city. Uh, and if there is, how the fuck does this restaurant stay open? (laughs) Uh, moving on, um, Steven is like, I've got to mend fences, uh, so he throws a beach party, 
He invites the pizzas. I guess their last name is Pizza. Everything, all of the official information refers to them as the pizzas. Yeah, and I mean, well, okay, Garnet referring to them as the pizzas doesn't mean anything because Stephen just refers to them. Because I assume Stephen was just calling them the pizzas because he doesn't know when. He probably never heard Kofi's last name and just assumed that their last name was Pizza because, I mean, in his defense, the Fry Place's last name, their last name is Fryman. <laughs> so why isn't their, just, their last name just Pizza? Yeah. Anyways, back to the synopsis. He invites the pizzas over for a cookout. Uh, the gems greet them. They sit down and have a meal. The gems change into some beach outfits, which we're definitely going to get to. Don't worry. Um, the lunch becomes tense, and Steven suggests they play some volleyball. Uh, Steven breaks up the team, so there's a gym and a pizza on each team. Uh, the games are fun until everybody kind of starts cheating, and it breaks down into an argument. Um, suddenly, the puffer fish returns, uh, and everybody has to sort of hu hunker down. Um, Nanafwa, seeing Steven kind of have a bit of a breakdown about the whole day going bad, uh, springs into action. Uh, and coordinates everybody uh, into being able to defeat the Pufferfish. It explodes. Um, the day is saved. Kofi unbans the gems, who promptly don't really give a fuck. Star wipe the end. Um, yeah. That, uh... That was an episode. It was. I mean, it, it's a cute episode. It, it, it's like the, uh, what was the last episode where we had that was kind of like this? That was good, but not like, oh, it was Onion Trade. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, where it's a good episode, and just nothing really happens in it. Um, my first note is Pufferfish 2 OP, please nerf. <laughs> it beat Garnet. It's the strongest thing we've ever seen. Yeah. Um... The, like, initial, like, little fight is pretty fun. Uh, I love that Amethyst just straight up calls Pearl a narc. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's not wrong, She is, though. in fact, not wrong. Pearl is, I love Pearl, but she is the most cop. <laughs> Which is weird, because she eventually, she renounces her cop ways as the series goes on, so that's good. Uh... Amethyst being like, that's a problem for future me, <laughs> is a whole fucking mood. Just Amethyst is a mood. Yeah. Um. She's, like, so, so like, Pearl and Amethyst are, like, the dichotomy of just disaster gays, because, like, Amethyst is the disaster gay who has him embraced being a disaster and Pearl is the disaster gay that is like desperately trying to pretend that she's not a disaster. It's true. Pearl is pretending like she's got it all together and she super fucking don't. Yeah. Um, man, best character so far introduced into the series outside of like our main or outside of Connie. Um, if we're talking about like, obviously we're not counting like Steven and the gyms, right? Because we get the most time with them. We're talking about side characters. Connie, top tier of side characters. Uh, Nanafwa, close second. <laughs> <laughs> I love I Nanafwa so much. She's so good. She's like such a great little old lady character. Yes. Uh, it's just, it's so good. Um, 
She's just like she's she's reached the the age that that some people reach where she's just like, man, I don't give a fuck anymore. Yeah, exactly. She's like, I'm just gonna I'm here to have a good fucking time. There is this Vine series. I think Mary was showing me um, that I need to send you. It's this guy and his nana or his grandma. Uh, I call her his nana because she reminds me of my nana um but they're like i guess they kind of live in the panhandle of florida or whatever because they were talking about the hurricane they were doing like a a vine about the hurricane so him and this really Mm -hmm. old lady right they go to the store and he's like hey i'm going into the store Do do you need anything she's like well well, I got this list. Is that is that okay? And she like hands him like a little folded up piece of yellow notebook paper. He's like, yeah, yeah, it's fine, it's fine. And he cut like you know hard cut vine cut right. Um, mm-hmm. And he comes back and he's like, I got your I got your hurricane supplies. And he hands her uh, like a fucking eighteen pack of white claws and a big thing of Reese's cups. <laughs> and then like we cut later to her eating Reese's cups and drinking white claws. <laughs> nice and i'm like ah oh, this is a good nana um yeah and nana flaw is basically that she, she if they could drink she would be drinking white claws that whole time yeah uh i don't know she's... why i wrote down amethyst is savage as fuck <laughs> i guess she said something to somebody oh when oh, she said uh, the pizza that sucked isn't any good yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you know that pizza has to be bad if Garnet will eat a five-year-old uh, fish burrito uh, says that it's not any good. Yeah, exactly. Which implies that there's pizza somewhere else. Where did they get other pizza? Was there, did there used to be a pizza place? Is there another pizza place in Beach City? Do they get pizza from Ocean Town? What the fuck? I need to know this. Rebecca Sugar, come on our show and explain to me where the other pizza comes from. (laughs) I mean, it could be like DiGiorno. It could be. (laughs) That's bad if your fucking pizza's worse than DiGiorno. Maybe it's because they put fish on it, fish stew on it. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Um, I think, what do you think about the pizza family? Like, because like, they're... Like, they're, like, they're an interesting, like, black family, I think, when it comes to animation, you know? Because, like, they're obviously, like, a first generation, or, or, like, Ginny and Kiki are, like, second generation. Our first generation? Is that how that, I'm, I'm, I'm bad with the, the immigration delineation thing. I, I believe that Nanafwa mm-hmm. and Kofi are not from steven universe america right um if it can even be called america um <laughs> right i think i think i'm that pretty they sure are it's still immigrants. technically america i think somebody i think uh somebody shows up and says america later on in the series okay i i think that they are both definitely immigrants mm-hmm. probably when kofi was relatively young right but uh kiki and jenny are first generation african-americans yeah and i think they're 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 like a really interesting family dynamic i feel like yeah yeah like it it, it, it's i don't know it's nice to i'm one we never get an explanation about where 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 kofi's partner is why kofi is a single dad 
um, I'm sure it's a heartbreaking story that we just didn't get. I'm sure it's like a, it, you know, a theoretical season six. They're like, hey, did you want to know why Kofi is single? It's like, no, I really don't, Rebecca. And she's like, too bad. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Um, just crying pizzas. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I wrote down here. I I don't think their last name is pizza, but apparently their last name is pizza, which is wild. Um, so uh, I did write down a relatively large note. Um, the fact that none of the gems really care about being banned kind of shows how like completely disconnected from humanity they are um because it's like they've lived there for so long and the people like accept them almost in the way that like they they seem to accept the fact that seagulls are around like sometimes the gems like fuck shit up and you just have to deal with that but like they never interact meaningfully with the townsfolk outside of, you know, Stephen and sometimes Amethyst. Um, and so, like, they don't even really know or care who the pizzas are. Right. They they just protect Earth because, like, Rose wanted to protect Earth, right? Or at some point they mm -hmm. care deeply about protecting Earth. But they're, they're very, like, this has become very, uh, they've become very detached in the meantime. Um... Also, I think I know where the other pizza was of reading the Wikipedia page for Kofi. Uh, <laughs> uh, apparently did, did hang on, hang on. Did his wife split from him and uh, found a different competing pizza restaurant? No, but that would be a great uh, a great story to submit to Waypoint Radio. <laughs> um, no, apparently at some point in time, Mr. Fryman of the Fry Shack and Kofi were threatened by a new buffet restaurant. <gasps> uh, and they teamed up and shut it down, which frankly, what the fuck, you two? Uh, <laughs> I don't know how they did that. I don't know how them team, like, I'm sure, I think it's explained actually in an episode. Um, but like, what did they do to shut down the buffet restaurant? Did they fucking just like, they're like, this cannot stand. And then just like threw a brick through the fucking window. <laughs> like... Mm -hmm. I mean, I would believe that of Kofi. It's true. I would believe that of Mr. Fryman, too, frankly. Uh, to protect his business? Yeah, he'd, he'd burn a place down. Um, Fair. I mean, this is the man who just accepted the fact that his son may have transformed into an eldritch horror, so, you know. It's true. Like, he, he's already gone. He's, he's too, like, he's seen some shit, and that's the shit he's yeah. seen. Uh... <laughs> Um, so on, uh, a scale of one to hyper gay, I need you to rate, uh, the gym's beach outfits. <laughs> I'm literally clutching my face right now. I just wrote down in all caps, uh, transformate transformation sequence with like four exclamation points followed by garnet continues to be wife city it's true um that bathing suit is so fucking cool it's so good i like that amethyst's beach outfit is just like vaguely the thing she wears all the time but also a fanny pack 
Well, she had her hair up too. That's like true. honestly, it gave me kind of like eighties mall rat vibes. Yeah, yeah. Especially with like the mint colored fanny pack. Mm-hmm. Um Amethyst in a couple of times during the series puts her hair up and it, it looks like it's a good look. Yeah, it's really cute. Um Pearl's weird little beach dress. She's she's wearing a conservative little sundress. Mm-hmm. It perfectly fits her character. Sure, like Pearl's not gonna go. Pearl would not go swimming at the beach. No. Um. But yeah, like episode. It's fun. It's a fun little episode. I honestly, uh, I don't have a whole lot of notes for the rest of it. It's like volleyball, fun. Um, um. Everybody's interactions, fun. Yes. Uh, Pearl's. With pleasure, mm-hmm. when Nanapwa tells uh, tells her to hit Amethyst <laughs> is a lot, <laughs> and Amethyst be gentle when uh, Garnet is uh, spiking her is also a lot. It's true. I love the Nanapwa facts. <laughs> oh man, uh, so good. Nanapwa, second best She's character. So good. I love her. Um, the, like, the coordination was pretty fun. Like, I like, like, it's a good little episode. Like, this is a, this is the sort of, like, I guess, like, pe- like people generally would call this, like, sort of, like, a filler episode, right? But I don't, I, again, like, there are, are shows that decidedly have filler episodes. I'm looking at you, Adventure Time. Like, I like <laughs> Adventure Time, but, like, the first, what, three seasons of Adventure Time are, like, half filler episodes that don't really push anything forward. Yeah. Or don't, gi- honestly, don't give you any information about the characters. They're just little bottle episodes, which is fine. I don't think that's a bad way of doing things. <laughs> but I don't think that, Steven, you- we haven't come across an episode, even episodes that are, like, light on air quotes plot like do a really good job about filling in overall character motivations or fleshing out the town making the place feel like a place like this is this is the sort of like dedication to the like in a lot of cartoons these would be just some one-off characters where they have this thing and then we never see the pizzas again or we see them just a couple of times but like Ginny and Kiki and Kofi and Nanafwa, especially that like Ginny, Kiki and Nanafwa, like are reoccurring important episodes to the overall or characters to the overall fucking plot of Steven Universe. Nice. Um, now, I mean, they're, they're not like major fucking cogs in the machine, but like they, they yeah. have parts to play in the show um, and they have lives and you get they get everybody gets a fucking character arc here. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, you could consider this to be filler, but it absolutely progresses our understanding of the setting, our understanding of the gems and how the gems interact with the world and how Steven fits in between the two of them. Um, you know, and it, it also raises some interesting questions. Like, I guess nobody fucking cares that there are giant monsters occasionally around because nobody seemed particularly shocked right and they about don't seeing a monster they don't think that the gyms are aliens even though they watch amethyst turn into a tennis racket <laughs> yeah like that and i mean some of this is probably you know just you know for a gag yeah. but at the same time 
also this is Steven Universe, and so you know this could potentially tell us something about the way that the the town views and interacts with the things that are going on around them. Yeah, like how common even outside of the town are weird fucking monsters? Because like it seems like there's a lot of them. Because they like the one would assume that all of the bubbled gems down in the heart of the are down in the you know the basement of the temple. Those were all big gem monsters at one point in time. Now, mm-hmm. given like the gems have been doing this for a long ass fucking time, but like, how many fucking gem monsters are there? Holy shit! Yeah. So. Ugh. Whatever. I guess I don't know. We'll think. We never get an answer to that. Uh, <laughs> Which is fine. I actually like that we don't get like they don't they don't feel the need to explain everything. It's like shit. Sometimes shit just happens to move the plot along. Deal with it. Yeah. Um, which is good. I like that. Um, so, yeah, uh, that that's basically this episode. I don't have anything. I'm out of notes. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm out of notes, too. It was it was a, a fun character building episode, you know, could be could be considered filler yeah. but it didn't have know, a lot isn't... of meat to dig into from like a philosophical standpoint but like it's good to see yeah because it, it helps us like build and it, it honestly helps the gyms because eventually like the gyms become more interconnected with the town because of steven mm-hmm. um so i think i think that's good too like this is kind of like baby steps to the gyms not being like weird shut-ins in the temple yeah um cool well i guess that pretty much wraps us up for this for this week um yeah if you want to talk to us about the show uh or any of our other trillion and a half podcasts that we do uh come and talk to us on our discord we have honestly we have a very cool discord um it is a great little community that we've been building and i really really enjoy it um the link to which will be down in the description of the episode um to build on what um gilda was talking about last that was last time right yes i'm so lost um the uh crystal gems thing happened it was pretty cool i watched uh the i watched like a replay of it because i was not able to catch it live um but it was really cool. Everybody did a really cool job. Um, I have been failing at it, but I might contact some of those people um, and see if they would like to come on and talk to us. Uh, there seemed to be some interest there. I'm just being kind of bad about the contacting of people. I've got I'm I am spinning a lot of podcasting plates right now. <laughs> I am doing a very big, Fair. stupid fucking podcast uh, thing right now for dumb or for um the room where it happened so i've been a little uh been a little like thin on podcasting spoons um but uh on that note please check out our other podcasts i'm on the room where it happened uh and it's not gonna be out by now that's it no wait dumb kid I mean, playing hero. you're, you're yeah. on dumb kids playing hero yeah, i was gonna let you promo that i guess i don't know what oh, i was, I was okay. thinking we have we have a lot of things coming down the pipeline. Uh, yes, August. Yes. What are you on? I am I am on Follow the Leader. 
uh, which you can find on Twitter at FTLcast. Uh, I'm also on Dumb Kids Playing Hero with Brian. Uh, you can find that at DKPHPod on Twitter. Uh, it has a separate Twitter for itself now. Uh, both of these are, well, all of these are actual play podcasts uh, where you can hear us uh, roll some dice sometimes and sometimes critically succeed, but more often than not, uh, not. <laughs> uh, except for the times where we don't sling dice. So it's a, we have, we have some, like, check out our podcasting guild. Um, we're part of the Standing Stones Podcasting Guild. Uh, you can find us on the uh, on the Twitter at uh, Stones underscore Standing. If you honestly like uh, me and August bantering about shit, we've been playing video games on our Twitch. It's Standing Stones Prod, P-R-O-D. Uh, on Twitch, we stream every Monday. Right now, we're streaming through Bioshock, which, fuck, this game is way... It may just be because, of, again, we're I've got, like, heavy Metal Gear poisoning. Uh, and all those games are 800 years long. Uh, but I just feel like Bioshock has just gone by by in a blink of an eye. It may be because I play yeah. the game just so efficiently. Because uh, I've played the game too many times. But I also, I feel like I'm doing a lot of exploring. Like, I go to basically every room and I've been trying to find every audio log that I can. Uh, yeah, I think I think part of it's just uh, the boss fights are a lot simpler uh, such as they are. Yeah, because I don't. I, I I have just aced every fucking one of these boss fights. Yeah. <laughs> Hell, I accidentally beat one of them. <laughs> Didn't yeah. even know I was fighting him. Um. Yep. Anyways, come check us out. Uh, we're just about to wrap up Bioshock One. Uh, we'll be moving on to Bioshock Two, which spoiler I think is actually good, even though it's like the black sheep of the Bioshock family. Um. But that one should be relatively quick, and then we'll be on to Bioshock Infinite. Um, hopefully, I'll hopefully I have all of the DLCs for Bioshock Infinite. Um, if not, I'll buy them because the under the sea stuff is good. Um, and then, what are we doing after Bioshock? Um, I was hoping to drag you through some uh, super giant games. Yes, that's right. So, like Transistor. Um, I was planning on starting with Bastion because I feel like it is important to see like where the uh, supergiant like blueprint comes from. But yeah, Bastion, Transistor, Pyre. Um, I have not actually played any Hades, but I do own it. I think but Hades might also... not. Hades being a roguelike, yeah. maybe not the best. Yeah, I, I probably would say not yeah. we could so. stream it but i wouldn't like try and beat that game because it, yeah. it, it, it does like i think it would be good for context from like a like just us talking about it standpoint but maybe not playing the whole thing um yeah we should probably sign off the podcast and stop talking about our logistics of our live stream yes <laughs> i would like to do the sign off i think we should alternate sign offs okay uh did i do it last time you did okay then it's your turn Remember, everybody, be like Cookie Cat and leave your family behind. Peace.
bit me earlier. That bastard. Yeah. He's very rude. He is a rude child. Why'd he bite you? I don't know. Like, I literally, (laughs) I had my hand on the floor. He sat down on my hand. I did not move my hand. He started licking it. I continued to not move it. He bit it, then licked it some more, and then laid down on it even harder, and then bit it again. (laughs) 